recording. It is Saturday, the 25th of July. It is free RPG day all around the world. It is very nearly Gen Con. It is about the busiest time it can be if you produce content about role-playing games. And we all have new character fatigue from having made a million different characters over Lockdown Legends. So we thought what we'd do is make some more RPG content, play some free RPG Day stuff, and make some new characters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Danger Club podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello. We are doing we are doing something special today. This is a special episode, not one of our Monday episodes. Um, we have gathered some of the team together uh, to play a brand new adventure. It is not the full team. We have not got Ross. He is off at a party. Uh, I have had some photos of him celebrating. I can tell you, he is having a very good time. Oh, um, I'm Ross. I'm at a party. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's oh, my friend's birthday nice party. Yeah. Oh. That is exactly how he sounds. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not. We have not got Drummond. Drummond is doing family things. But what we do have is we have Mr. Colin Hubbard. Hello. We have Mr. James Lockhart. Greetings. We have Mr. Scott Wilson Besgrove. Hello. And we've got Candice with us. Hey, Candice. Whoa. Hey, guys. Whoa. Dropping Whoa. that in there. Welcome to the show. If you are a regular Dangerling, you will know Candice. You will know her from uh, from Discord, from everywhere. If you are a follower, I would say, of many indie geek things in the UK, you will probably have crossed Candice. You are like... <laughs> You are like Certainly, the ultimate support. If you've been to a comic convention um, in London, or indeed elsewhere, uh, you've probably seen me in Comic Village. Exactly, and a you mainstay. Won't, you you won't have seen her with the new hair, unless you've ever had this exact shade of purple hair before at a con. No, I haven't. I've never been there purple before. It's you pretty epic. Terrific. Yeah. Thanks. I, as... as um, the publisher of uh, my comic book series is very fond of pointing out to me um, Candice has sold far more copies of my comic than I have ever sold um, <laughs> through passing it on to people um, <laughs> because she's very good at selling comics and I'm very Thanks. bad at selling comics um, but you are joining us uh, today because you are not only just not only a, a listener of the show we should say you are one of our best gaming friends as well. You play Aww, in a Starfinder thanks, campaign uh, with a bunch of us. You play in a Carbon campaign that, Mon uh, that uh, Ross runs for us uh, every week. So we game together all the time. We game together off air more than we game with each other the on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of it. So it is good to be able to get you on. So what we're doing today, um, what it is today, today's free RPG day. Free RPG day is something that happens every year where publishers send out uh, special copies that be special adventures, uh, sort of small products. Sometimes they do custom dice sets, little original things that go out to uh, gaming stores all over the world. Participating gaming stores can then run events, play lots of games, bring people into the store and help encourage people to support your local store, basically, and get free stuff. And while you're there, you can pick up some of these free adventures. Obviously, this year, it has been very challenging uh, for it and uh, the, you know the whole idea is to try and bring loads of people into your store and right now you can't bring loads of people into your store despite that it has gone ahead and despite that two shops in london have done it ludaquist in croydon and leisure games in finchley and we'll give a special shout out to leisure games in finchley because they are the ones who have sorted us out for this uh, despite the fact they can't run big events they are still giving away um, their free RPG Day stuff. And among those, there is a Pathfinder adventure. Uh, among those, 
there is an adventure called Little Trouble in Big Absalom, which is a short Pathfinder adventure, um, which is going to focus on some of the new ancestries that will be coming out of Gen Con in a week. Um, and it is a very silly and very fun adventure, a bit like the Goblins one we did exactly a year ago. Um, it's been a mission to get it. So this morning I um, this morning I got a train down to Finchley. Colin set out in the rain. You didn't on go his to bike. Finchley. What are you talking about? No, I didn't go to Finchley. I, I tried. To, I went halfway to Finchley. Sorry, <laughs> to uh, to where Colin lives. There we go. I neatly avoided giving away where you live. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I went halfway there. Uh, Colin cycled in the rain to Leisure Games. Uh, they very kindly put a copy aside for us, gave it to him. He was able to ride back, hand it off to me. I've read it on the train on the way over, and now we're here uh, on Zoom about to record it. I think this is the least prepared. It's not the least prepared we've ever been for a record, let's be honest. If you can imagine, <laughs> if you can imagine listening at home, you know, uh, in the Olympics when you've got that baton and you're running along the track and then you pass it to the next person and then they carry on running towards the finish line. It was nothing like that. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> we kind of met on the street and went, hey man, what's going on? And then I gave it to him and then we had a chat and then he leisurely walked off, Dan did. so. Yeah. Um, but you can imagine it in your mind that we, we were running, if you want to. That's up to you. We don't mind. weirdly exactly how all the relay races when I was a kid in school would go for me, which is why I was never picked for the sports day team. Um, but nonetheless, we have managed now to bring this home we've managed to hopefully bring this adventure so if you want to do free rpg day today uh, or this year there are still some shops doing it look it up online see if you, there's a shop near you that's doing it what a lot of places are doing because they can't have big events is they'll let you reserve a copy and come in and pick pick up the thing you want um at some point during the week so do get down there do pick up this stuff because it's all original it's all uh, unique stuff there's some there's a kids on bikes special edition kids there's on Quids on brooms, yeah, um, which is like Harry Potter themed. There's a there's roll twenty vouchers. There's all sorts of fun stuff, and get down there and buy stuff as well. Support your local gaming stores because goodness knows they have taken a hammering in the last few months. Um, and if you have to pick stuff up and get it sent, buy something online. You know, um, do something like that. Because trust me, I've been trying to order roleplay books through Amazon during all of this, and it has not been fun. So just buy them from your local store. <laughs> yeah, you've got a better chance of getting them on time. Shall we have an adventure? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. So our story begins, as you might suspect from the, uh, from the title, our story begins in the city of Absalom. But specifically, it doesn't begin in the city of Absalom. It begins below the city of Absalom, down in the great caverns underground where the kobolds live. Kobolds are a proud and noble race uh, descended from dragons and they will tell you nothing otherwise. They are definitely descended from dragons uh, and they have been carving out an existence for themselves below the streets, often maligned. Frequently their homes are invaded by bloodthirsty monsters from above, giants uh, who burst in and uh, slaughter them to try and steal their treasures uh, and somehow the kobolds have still managed to cling on and are hanging in there. And this particular tribe that we are dealing with today are called the Hookclaw tribe. It's a, a group of goblins, a society of goblins living under Absalom. Now they have been 
Uh, they've been carving out a hard scrabble existence for years, your tribe. They are one of the smallest ones, getting by on whatever meager resources uh, that they can get hold of, uh, and constantly overshadowed by the sewer dragons, who are the greatest cobalt nation in Absalom. They, they rule most of the underground. The hook claws only have a small corner of it. But all of that is about to change because furious rumours have gone through the Hookclaw tribe as of recently, um, stating that a great treasure has been uncovered, that Cobalt diggers have uncovered uh, an ancient tomb filled with glorious treasures, enough to bring about a golden age for the Hookclaw tribe. And so we join our story outside of this tomb. There is a great fanfare. There are many goblins uh, playing bugles um, to welcome in the great heroes who have volunteered to step up for this mission. The, uh, the ruler, the tunnel master of the tribe, Micknack, who is the, uh, the master of the tribe, is stood. He's an old kobold with white hair uh, leaning on a staff. He is stood by a great cave entrance that has boards pressed up across it and from within you can see a tantalizing light creeping out stepping up to this great fanfare are four kobolds james would you like to tell us who the first kobold to step up is uh, certainly yes uh, it is a kobold so they are small and as dan said dragonish looking uh, sort of little lizardy chap uh, red eyes uh, this particular kobold is wearing white uh, sort of linen trousers and a black and white tabard with a little ocarina which is uh, if anyone knows zelda that little sort of pipey tune thing um, he's got a short sword and uh, he's got a sort of a, a sort of rather knackered looking copper ring on his finger and uh, and a black scarf and his name is rin just so you know, I, I went to buy a ocarina for someone as a gift, and uh, of course you did. <laughs> right, <laughs> and when you buy one, all of the ocarinas come with um, the the Zelda theme tune, like on sheet music. It's really hard to huh. buy an ocarina without Zelda being uh, like part of it for some reason. I, mean, I think it's pretty much the only time in popular culture that ocarinas have been used. In a famous way, I can't think of any other ocarinas that have ever made a big, a big sort of impression. Can you? Yeah, I don't know. Ocarina, anyone? No, no. So, ocarina of time. There we go. That's it. That's yeah. literally it. That is, that is the one thing they are famous for. Excellent. Okay, so we have uh, one Colin. Colin, who else have we got? So we've got a little, a little cobalt again. Um, he's got kind of bluey, scaly skin. Uh, he looks really cool, actually. He's got like a, a two kind of things coming off the top of his head, probably bones or something. They look like big ears, but he's look really cool. And he's got like a like a um, like a chef's what looks like a chef's uniform on, um, which is quite long. And then he's got uh, like a tablecloth over the top of that, which is kind of uh, you know red and white checked, which is kind of cool. Um, he's got like a nice gold band around his wrist, on his left hand, on his right shoulder. He's got a nice bit of armour, um, carrying a halberd, um, which is basically a kitchen knife sellotaped. Well, not sellotaped, but strapped with a bit of leather to a stick. Um, yeah, he's really cool. And his name is Samik. Should say we're using the um, we're using the pre-made characters that come with this adventure. You get five different characters you can pick from. Oh yeah, and I'm these are good descriptions of the art. The art is really good. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so good. It's, it is wonderfully fun. Scott, who is the next person to come wandering up? 
This next one is also a kobold um, and continues the sort of wedge-shaped head as popularized, I believe, by Wayne Reynolds when he first did the, the revised kobolds um, for the updated Pathfinder stuff. That seems to be a trope that's been carried on through. And a good trope it is, too, uh, for Grimnir, as this, this kobold is called, uh, also continues that um, wedge-shaped reptilian head, red eyes, and a lovely pink shirt um, over which there is a jacket I firmly believe has little wings sewed onto the back. Amazing. That's wonderful. I want that jacket. Yeah, man. You've probably already got that jacket somewhere. I probably have, actually, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're dragons, you know that. And of course, last but not least, Candice, who's our final kobold? Uh, So, she is um, a white-looking kobold. She's got little spectacles perched on the end of her snout. Um, she is carrying a wooden log that is being shaped into a shield that she's got on her back and she has a, a trowel that has been sharpened so it's looking quite deadly um, and she's got a little cat next to her um, that is not looking very pleased about being there Ooh. and what is this kobold's name? Uh, and she is called Isni Isni, excellent alright, for great and mighty kobold heroes I, I'm sure um, so as you step up Rin, Isni, Grimnir and Simik uh, you step up to Mick, uh, Micknick who is the uh, who is the tunnel master he leans on his staff uh, and he says heroes noble warriors of kobold tribes this could be the greatest day in the history of our people. Beyond these doors could lie untold treasures. We implore you, travel on, gather this great treasure and return it to our people so that we can truly be the greatest nation and overthrow the sewer, dra- the sewer dragons who, uh, who try against, strive against us and one day reach our true destiny of finding a dragon to be our king or queen. We're not picky at the moment. We'll even take a sort of Marquise. That'd be fine as well. Will you accept this deadly challenge, heroes? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of our adventure. (laughs) Yeah, we will, yeah. Yeah, I will, yeah. That was so funny. All of us just, like, looking. (laughs) 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 Uh, Is it going to be dangerous? Yes. Oh, it good. will be yeah. dangerous. Yeah. But you will be given standard cobalt hazard pay. You may keep anything you find. Well, I mean, we worked out how how that means that you'll bring back any treasure for us, but uh, but that's <laughs> that's the deal we've made. That's that's cobalt law. That's you can't argue with that. <laughs> um, if, if I if I find any moth rooms, can I keep them for myself? You may. Thank yeah. you. Can I take my toys with me? Which toys would you would you like to bring? Well, I've just got two little wooden toys and I take them everywhere I go, so I don't want to leave them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like right, to fine. keep them. But thank you very much. But if you lose if you lose them, we're not going back for them. Oh, That's... come on. No. 
You look after them. Alright, I'll hold you... on to them so tight. If I find them, can I keep them? No, they're mine. Oh, please oh, don't take enough. me toys. No, anyway, I wouldn't well, take them, no. Let's go, let's go and find a bit of treasure, a bit of dragon, you know, let's go and find a leader. Very good. And with that, they blast a, uh, a furious fanfare on the bugles, and the kobolds remove one of the planks, uh, covering up the entrance to this ancient-looking tomb. And you step through the stones uh, into a uh, uh, into a sort of stone chamber. This smell of earth and neglect just hits you as soon as you step through that. There's a smell of uh, sort of musty smell, like no one has been down here in a long while. You your eyes adjust. I mean, you have dark vision, but it's a little bit of light in here, so you start to see in colour for the first time in a while. Start to adjust to the colours of it and start to look around, and you can see that uh, uh, there are great swaths of expensive-looking fabric hanging from the walls of the tomb. There are huge wooden crates dotted all around the room, uh, and piles of uh, books and other luxurious-looking items crammed haphazardly on shelves. Um... As you glance around, you can see uh, big piles of furniture, an enormous, cuddly bench. Um, Looks like this belonged to giants. Huge, huge people um, would have used this. Um, Certainly not kobolds. Uh, And as you look around, you find there are some boxes that contain clothing. Some of it, some of the clothing is in fact kobold size. You find some pairs of shoes about the right size for kobolds. Maybe this makes you wonder whether kobolds served these giants uh, before in the whatever time they lived in before they were entombed. Uh, Can Grimnir just look about uh, the clothing to see if any of the other clothing that looked like it's kobold size also has little wings sewn onto it? None of it has little wings sewn onto it. They are sort of small boots. They are lots of uh, one-piece outfits. Um, Grimnir is gutted. They do have little butt flaps, which is very convenient for a tail. You presume that is for a cobalt a tail uh, to go through. You look around, looming uh, the sort of a huge wall of barrels and boxes uh, on the other side, and uh, and over in one corner, a big pile of um, expensive-looking rugs. Which, if you look really careful at, you think there is a very soft glow coming from beneath. The, um, the rugs um, you look around the only way on seems to be through the tomb past all of the various treasures uh, to where the enormous wall of boxes is uh, is stored up that goes up to the ceiling where there is a small gap that looks like you might be able to get through what would you like to do heroes of the Hookclaw nation right first of all have you seen all the colours I know I'm freaking amazing. out I don't know oh, about lovely. you yeah <laughs> Look at the colours. Yeah. Look at these shoes. See all the colours, man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Rin uh, runs forward and delightedly starts looking through the shoes, looking for a pair that emulate his uh, his boy hero from his his magic book. Ooh, I tell you what. Give me a perception check. Let's see if I, you can well, find... I will give you a perception check. Uh, here we go. So... Da, 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 da. Uh, you have to bear with me just one second. We're mm-hmm. on a slightly different different thing i can't see where it is perception plus five there we are 20 dirty 20 let me find them shoes you find a small pair of sort of brown leather shoes that look very much like the uh like the heroic pointy boots of your your childhood hero 
Oh, hero pointy boots, like my hero. Oh, he, he puts them on immediately. He puts put, them on in great delight. Who's your hero? Oh, it's the boy of legend. Have I not shown you my book? No, oh, you haven't actually. Oh, look. And uh, Rin shows you a book. Um, it's, as you would know it, as a child's book. Uh, about a young boy who has a magic ring and uh, can call forth a dragon, going on various daring quests and adventures that uh, children do. Uh, but to Rin, he's taken this as a very serious, his holy text is what he's based his entire personality around, and he shows it to you with great reverence. Look! Oh, wow. Grimnir, just before, just before taking that, just has a little look around the group and assesses which one of the team can read. It is all of us, right? We can all read, right? You, you can just about all read, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's got no words. They got, they got <laughs> spoiled by the water. But uh, look at the pictures. The pictures tell a thousand words. Grimnir yeah. says, Grimnir says uh, and I do hate spoilers. Um, this hero of yours... Was a dragon, right? Um, well, the, he had a dragon he could call forth, yeah. Yeah. And I get my powers from a dragon. The one that sleeps in Absalom Harbour, yeah. Yes, of course you do, like we all do. Don't go worshipping false idols. Oh, Rin. no, I wouldn't worship him. I'm an emulator. I like to emulate, you see, yeah. You're an elevator? Emulator. No, not elevator. That'd be stupid. What? What, what sort of? A, what sort of a fancy world is elevators? You'll be talking about vending machines next. No, no, no. It's a, I'm an emulator. Not in this world. Yeah. No, not this one. No. Oh, hang on a minute. No. I'm getting confused. Oh yeah. Well, it's all the colour. Oh, yeah, oh, I know. I'm freaking out. Colors. I don't know about you. These <laughs> shoes I mean, are some sort of I don't know mud. Now, have you, Can have, you have you seen? Look, I've got a dragon as a toy. This is this is my toy. Look at this. This oh. is a dragon here. Look at this. And he pulls out like a nice little wooden dragon. This is this is the dragon, Doctor Clive. Clive, Doctor Clive. name. Oh, my granddad was called Clive. Oh, really? Yeah. It's well, such a good no, name for a dragon. <laughs> I, I mean, it was spelled Clive, but it was uh, it was pronounced Pudumft. But uh, still, yeah, Clive. That's weird, that isn't it? No, yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. Isnia is um, trying to persuade her cat to, to follow them into the room. The cat's just sort of sat looking at her with mm. disdain. Come on, Prethus, come on, Prethus. Come here, girl, come on, Prethus. Come, just, on, th- just come on, come come to mummy, come on, Prethus. Out of interest, because kobolds are pretty small, how how big is this cat in comparison to ours? Is it like Battle Cat it's, uh, to I mean, us? It's cat size. Like, yeah, so, I know, but yeah, kobolds are pretty small, so is it is it sort of... This giant tiger. Um, I mean, it's it's probably about, I don't know, up to my waist, maybe? Yeah, I'd say that. Giant You're three tiger. Tall, so <laughs> it's pretty big for a cat. Ooh. Pretty big. Um, so there's this glow coming out from underneath some of the... Oh, yes, uh, of course. We're doing some... Uh, oh yeah! No, <laughs> you know, I was so I was so excited about the shoes and Clive and a cat thing. Oh, I forgot, I forgot what Clive. we're doing. Dr. Yeah. Clive. Dr. Clive. <laughs> I am I am blown away by the, the revelation of like what a creature who only, has only experienced dark vision is like when they suddenly switch to normal and just see <laughs> colour. That must yeah. be insane. Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you see this uh, and you see the, the sheets and the tapestries move ever so slightly uh, and you can see some... Uh, little insect-like faces peering out from it uh, as a uh, as four beetles 
come crawling out from <laughs> under their hiding place. And what are their names? Oh, you're all Come on. My name's John. All right, there, yeah. I'm Paul. Paul Ringo. My name's they George, and I also play a guitar. <laughs> oh, They're no. glowing. Um, <laughs> except Ringo, the, uh, who's just sort of a bit dimmer than the others. Have we literally so, stepped yeah. into the yellow submarine? Like, I was just going to say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Beatles regard you. Um. <laughs> you can't just take it seriously with that. It's a sentence I've always wanted to say on a podcast. Um, as they uh, as they crawl out, and you can see they're all glowing, So, uh, but they, they seem unsure about you as they uh, they look amongst themselves. What would you like to do about the Beatles? Hello, little fellas. How are you? Uh, Samik would like to pick up some stones, just a few mm. stones, and just roll them in their direction. Just some rolling stones. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, Colin. I genuinely thought this was some sort of plan. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. No. Yes. Should we end like, the podcast like there, or? <laughs> <laughs> I think we peaked. This is gonna get. Does um, anyone anyone particularly good at nature? I like to take a nature check to try I mean, and. Uh... Um, it's needs a druid. So. All right. Are you so talking to him? Trying to guessing, see them. Yeah. Go ahead and give um, us a, a little nature, little, little nature check. So you've got nature. Oh yeah, I've got nature. Okay, nature check. Oh, it's good. It's a 15 on the dice, so that's a 21. A 21? That is... That is a success. Um, you successfully soothe the beetles, uh, which is good, because as soon as they see the rolling stones, they immediately become hostile. Um, they recognise their natural enemies. Uh, it's a common myth. They actually the got on really well, but anyway, we don't want to talk about it. It's all right. Chill out, guys. Come on now. We're not here to hurt you. Uh, the beetles, uh, the beetles look around and then open their wings and flutter and just fill the room with golden light um, as they uh, as they back Ooh. away from you and then Ooh. return to sit That's peacefully so in the corner. Oh bugger me! Look at that. <laughs> so much colour. Oh, it's just it's very pretty the whole room fills with just this incredible light. Um, and they they must be tiny dragons that have sub- and Grimna is trying to place this in the hierarchy of things that are good and create power tiny <sighs> dragons that are luminescent <sighs> yeah we, we could call them golden bums <laughs> yeah that's called catch to isn't it yeah catchy yeah the golden bum. like Scott the player wants to go with that so badly and Grim near the kobold hates it immediately <laughs> yeah. oh golden bums yeah. in the game version of this like a little thing pops up and just says compendium edition <laughs> entry added golden bums yeah. <laughs> you've discovered them so you've you've soothed the golden bums um, who were the, a support act for the Beatles um, yep the, uh, and you are able to make your way a little further into the tomb where you are faced with a gigantic wall. Huge wooden palisade that has been built out of different boxes um, at uh, 
uh, and barrels and things. Looking around, you can see that there are, are several, lots and lots of bottles in them. There's like a huge rack in the middle of this wall uh, that has loads of bottles sticking out of it. Um, and uh, and lots of barrels that are all sealed up. Uh, can I what check like? to see what's in the barrels? They're sealed, aren't they? Is there any traces of residue around them or anything like that? Give me a perception check. It's an eleven. An eleven. You find a uh, you find a residue leaking from one of the barrels. It is black and sticky, um, and if you smell it, it smells slightly sweet. So, I believe what I've found here is molasses. Bless you. <laughs> what? What? What's that? Treacle. Treacle. Oh. What's that? Yes, a sticky substance used for flavoring things. Yeah. Can we taste it? No. No. Yes, 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 you can. <laughs> well, now I'm confused. It just won't help us get through this palisade. <sighs> right. Can we fill up one of these bottles with it and take some with us just for a laugh? Does it burn? I don't know. Oh, I, I mean, really I'm just wish asking. it did. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just asking. I'm fine, no. good, isn't it? Yeah, I see that, yes, we should say, yes, to burn like the dragons of old, like the worshipful dragons who rule the skies. I just like burning, but yeah, yeah. Very good, that's a great idea. Let us set this on fire. (laughs) Can we set set the treacle on fire? (laughs) Is it treacle? I made that up. I don't even know if it is for sure. I haven't heard DM confirmation on it. You know what? We don't we don't really do this in um, spin-off episodes. We haven't done it at all in Lockdown Legends. Um, but Scott, danger point, because that is exactly what it is. It is a barrel of molasses. Have you ever seen Over the Garden Wall? No. No. Oh, there's a great little song in it. There's about potatoes and molasses that I was going to try and work in, but you haven't got seen it. I'm not oh. going to do it. It's fine. Some of the, some of the, somebody listening might have heard of Over the Garden Wall. That's it. Well, That's we're great. taking your hero point away for that. There <laughs> <it is. laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. First you give it, so you take it away. Molasses. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of Edwin. What's his name? Is it Good Edwin song. Collins? It's the Queens of the Stone Age. No, when when James sang Molasses, he sounded like oh, oh. Uh, Elvis Costello. He was like Molasses. <laughs> cat, cat, we're all getting around the fact that Dan's being nice about this and going to tell us that molasses can't burn, and that's what that's yeah. what we're getting I, to, isn't it? I should have been using this time to Google it. No, I'm going to ask you how you intend to set fire to the molasses. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm the spellcaster, but I haven't got any fire spells, so... No, I mean, I can call forth the power of my watery dragon, but, you know, it's a watery one, so uh, no fire. What? what? I, Your I, dragon... I, I, have a, I, I have a scroll of burning hands. Oh, yeah. I'm not exactly sure what it is. Yeah. Does that just I'm make sure Dan can tell me. I don't know, yeah. Dan, what, what does a scroll of burning hands do? What you want to do is this cover is your the... hand with molasses and then cast that spell. <laughs> We've got a torch for days! Torch for days! Are we doing that thing where we don't go anywhere? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and then we'll just pass through the rest of the adventure for the last five minutes. 
<laughs> Even for a spin-off adventure, this is the fastest you guys have ever tried to set something on fire. Um, and I, I applaud you for it. It's narrowly beaten the Jess Foster Q episodes. So you take out your scroll. The scroll will cast Burning Hands. So it, will, it will send a jet of flame out, for, out in front of you, which um, yeah. has a good chance of setting fire to quite a lot of this stuff. Everybody stand back. Don't want to keep some of it. If everyone thought they want me to do this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they picked, they definitely picked the right kobolds for a mission to get stuff. Yeah. Samit's over over in the other corner of the room just playing with his uh, dragon and his knight. He didn't show this toy. Nice. But he's just playing. What, you got someone who kills a dragon? What's that? Oh, yeah. What? this is a what? knight. <clears throat> well, you, what have you got a knight for? Well, well, in my games, the dragon always kills the knight. Oh, that's all right then, yeah. This, this is Bertie, <laughs> the knight. Bertie. Grimnir's just had a hand raised above the knight toy this entire time, and then when Samik delivers that line, Grimnir just slowly puts a hand down, <laughs> but remains glaring creepily behind at Samik. Take that, Bertie. <laughs> Take that. <sighs> <laughs> all, all right, ev- 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 everyone stand back, please. Um, all right. Behind me, back further, further back. I don't want you getting hurt. Now I want to see it. Okay. I want to see right. it. Everyone safely back. Oh, okay. Feel it. Right, I, I can't feel on my skin. Of burning okay. hands. Freshers looks at you with doubt. And you take out the scroll of burning Precious, hands. Get behind me, Precious. Precious, get behind me. Good girl. You read the words. Uh, and then hold up your hands and you expel a jet of flame against this great wooden palisade in front of you, engulfing the barrels of molasses, uh, which catch light um, and start to burn. Some of the uh, wood catches light and starts to burn as well. A few of the bottles in it as the hot burning sugar, which I can tell you is super fun to have <laughs> close by to you, um, starts to heat <laughs> to a horrible degree. Uh, some of the bottles shake and start to pop. The corks start coming off them and liquid starts hissing out. Oh, I, I think we can make a move did. now. I, th- I think a we can maybe move on very quickly now. Oh, well, you, you did that. Because um, there, is a, there is a rumble and the wall uh, under the strain begins to suddenly topple forwards. Um, so Rin and Isni... I would like uh, I would like some reflex saves from you, please, to avoid the burning, oh. tumbling wall oh. of right. hot sugar and um. wood. Okie dokie. It's really good from Isni. It's a 19 on the die, and I get a plus 5 to my reflex saves. Oh. So that's a 24. That is a pass for Isni. Isni will be taking half damage from this. Are we going to say the thing? Oh, that that's gonna... a natural one, so I'm going to guess it's a, it's a, guess it's a fail. We're going to say that the thing, a... Candice. You're going to have to roll for the cat. Going to have to roll for it, the what... cat. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, Uh-oh. precious. Um, oh, 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 she's, oh she's my precious. She's oh, got my a good reflex score, so. Good. Oh, it's not find as good. Some more it's a Captain six. Crit um, so that's a total of 12 for Precious. 12 for Precious. Okay, so we've got... We have uh, seven. That was a seven. From... A seven, but with a natural yes. one. So. Yeah. so that is a critical fail uh, for Rin. <laughs> that is fail Ooh. for Precious. And that is a, uh, that is a uh, success, not a critical success for Isney. So Isney takes half damage. 
The cat takes full damage. Rin takes double damage. As he is just buried. Rin, who wanted to feel the heat? He feels the heat as he's covered in burning molasses. I swear I thought we were done with games where characters die within two seconds. Um, let's see. Alright. So, Candice, Isney takes five points of damage. Um, okay. Not too bad. Uh, the, uh, the cat takes ten points of damage. Rin... Rin, you're extremely lucky. Because it's not a basic save. So you could, don't take double damage from a crit fail. Uh, so you take 10 points of damage. I mean, he'd be dead. Uh, yeah, be 20 points. Dead. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have... Uh, he's, already, he's already nearly dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it burns! I'd like to point out it burns! that Precious, precious is going it to burns! <laughs> One yeah. hit point for Precious, yeah. Yeah. Grimnir knows that she should help at this point but can't stop seeing the fire which is clearly a gift from the dragons and just flicking her tongue out in slight dr- draconic arousal and being like ah, ah, someone should help them ah. oh my goodness wait we haven't got a healer in the group have we I, nope. I have heal oh, okay. being a druid um, <laughs> Thank which God. I, may, I may cast on my cat now um, <laughs> so we're gonna save the cat. I mean, it's probably a good idea. I mean, it's the, it's the only living creature I care about. So now you get how this show works. <laughs> um, so. we're just reading about heal. So also, cat lovers out there will just one d eight if we don't save the cat. So with heal, you can do. Uh, you can. It depends how many actions you use for it. If you use a single action, it's one d eight. If you use uh, two actions, it's 1d8 plus, I want to say eight. Um, I, will, I will look it up. Uh, if you've got it in front of you, it'll tell you. Um, and if you do uh, three actions, it's 1d8, but it's an area. It's everything around it. So the two action one does the most healing. Okay. Uh, so um, and s- seeing as we're not in combat, I can just use as many actions as I want. Do whatever you like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would. In that case, I would like to use um, the... How, how many hit points did you take, Rin? Uh, I, I took ten hit points of damage. I might do the Same area one then. Yeah, I might do the oh. area one so that I can give hit points back to Rin and my cat and me. An can I do that, please? Yeah, all right. You well, gather a together. Fine, a fine solution to a palisade, I think. That's definitely that was good. <laughs> good. Yes, the plan is working. Good. Um, oh. So I, I just roll 1d8, yeah? You roll 1d8. Okay. Burn. I love that the... the, It's an 8. Hey! Amazing. My own own actual knowledge of science with regards to molasses matched a kobold's knowledge of science with regards to molasses. (laughs) No idea what would happen in combustion with flames. No idea. Not a Scooby. But now we know. Now we know. You know what? Learning. That's what we're doing. Yeah. No, no, sugar, sugar burns because it goes all liquid and caramel and uh, like like lava. Yeah, but I yeah. guess I thought it just reverted to some kind of liquid form. I didn't think it would go to like unflammable fire. Um, but that's well, cool. I, I'm, I'm happy with the result. That's we are, fun. we are. Yeah, yeah. I'm covered in burning death. Well, I'm not anymore, actually. <laughs> no, it's, I, it's I, like, so yeah. sweet. It's like yeah, it's like confectionery napalm. <laughs> 
They're supporting the Golden Buns, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really coming to their stride. The third album, I think, is they're pushing the boundaries. Yeah, they're on the punk stage. Yeah. So Candy Cane Apocalypse. It's really... I mean, Rin That's a great delicious. track. <laughs> Rin smells delicious now. That's, that's the positive. Mm, I could lick you myself. You smell like bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> Is Isney would like to go over to to Rin and just um, lick him? <laughs> How many? Yeah. Oh, lick, lick away. Yeah. That's right. That's the it's taste quite, of victory, right it's quite there. Quite nice, actually. It's quite yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Nom, 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 it tastes nom, like a crunchy. Mm. Nice. I've got. I'll call this uh, a rinchy. There we are. I'm a rinchy. <laughs> So you've defeated the Palisade. You know what we'll call that defeat? You've defeated the Palisade. Oh, we defeated it, all right. That's like, right, you burnt it. Quite a lot of the stuff in it has been burned, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but there is now a hole through the middle of it from where you've uh, <laughs> it's collapsed. And if you yeah, step no. around, there's still burning molasses, um, which will probably... It's going to be like Centralia, isn't it? There's just going to be burning molasses in this tomb forever. And eventually, <laughs> you're just going to have to abandon the city above. Uh, um, just on a practical note, so I got eight hit points back. Yeah. Or was it more plus one? Yeah, eight pounds per good. Eight, good. Yeah. That was worth Just, it. That was, that was worth totally it. worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. Definitely worth it. I I regret nothing. I regret. I mean, nothing. Precious is a bit pissed off with me now, but uh, cats, man. Yeah. Cats. I mean, you're not. Yeah. You know? I I wouldn't want to get sticky molasses out of a cat's fur. I mean, that is that you're cutting that out. <laughs> Just gonna shave it. It'll harden on and then just be like some kind of bark skin spell after a while, you know? She'll be harder to hit. It should raise her AC after a bit. Yeah. Sugar armor. All right, so So, where should we go? Well, through the hole. Press on through the flaming chasm that you've built and that you've Colin, imagine if we didn't imagine if we just turned around and went somewhere else spent <laughs> half an hour setting fire to a wall yeah. and we just go nah let's leave it let's see that was fun alright uh, let's go find something else it's full of uh, it's full of burnt, cho- uh, burnt sugar I'm not going through there no. or we just sit there watching the fire like yeah <laughs> some kobolds just want to watch the tomb burn so <laughs> You make your way through the uh, you make your way through the chasm of fire, marking it on your map, um, and you find a, a beyond a plain hallway. It's relatively clear of junk, uh, and looking around, it reaches around that sort of reach around the back of the tomb. You can see there are two war- d- uh, rooms lying to the west. Uh, their doors are open, and there are great swells of fungus um, growing out of them, which have kind of prized the doors open. There's carpet of fungus around the two rooms. Uh, the corridor seems to carry on to the south where there is a, another wooden door which is closed at a huge great wooden door designed for great giants. What would you like to do? Have two doors, seen? is that right? Two doors, so you've got two doors to the west and you've got a door to the south. The two doors from the west uh, have been um, taken have been taken apart. They're rotted away. There's fungus growing out of them. They're easy to go through. Mm. The one to the south is a closed door. Isney would like to go and examine the fungus. Mm. It sure is a whole lot of fungus there. As you get close, give me a perception check. Um, Let me just check what her perception is. Uh, oh, it's really bad. It's a three on the die. It's a it's a total of nine. 
a total of nine. Okay, cool. You go up and you have a look, and there are indeed loads of um, loads of fungi there. Um, it seems to spread out. It seems to be mostly coming from the door, from the uh, the southernmost door of the, the southwest door, should we say? There's two doors on the west. It's the southwest rotten door um, that is, uh, most of the fungus seems to be coming from, uh, and it seems to have grown out across the room and into the other room. Um, and you peer down and have a look, but it's very hard to tell the difference between the different mushrooms uh, as you look at them all. Mm. I'd like to pick some of the mushrooms and just put them in my pouch. Okay, you pick a, a random selection of mushrooms and you mm. you put them okay, all. Uh, I'll have a look at these later. Mm. Oh, you have you Might got be the uh, Have you got mushroom in your bag, uh? James? What? James, I what? To God. In it. In it. <laughs> James. In it. This is the third show where that yeah. pun has been. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's a running gag. Yeah. I've got, I've got plenty of room, thank you. Plenty Let's of room. Burn them. <laughs> burn them. Which I is like get... the peasants in that Monty Python sketch. <laughs> burn them. Burn them. I want to get covered in burning uh, pollen as well as this burning molasses now, which still hasn't quite gone out. It's still cooling, so I'm like, yeah. Can Samik go and have a listen down at the other door? You know, down uh, yeah. the south. Yeah. All right. Go and listen to the door to the south. Uh, give me a percep. While Samik's doing that, I just want to, Grimnir, I just want to go over to Isney and just be like, tell us what you have found from the mushrooms on the floor. What are their secrets? Um, um no, no secrets. They're just really tasty. Um, as you know, I grow mushrooms myself. Uh, um... So, yeah, I just thought I might find some new species of mushrooms. Um, maybe I can crossbreed them and get some new flavours. And, yeah, I just thought it would be really tasty. Uh, Samik got mm-hmm. a disgusting 20. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nurgle's you, 20. Uh, you listen very carefully at the door. Um, and you hear very faintly... Um, somewhere in the distance you can hear a voice singing a soft a female voice singing when will he return my love (laughs) oh princess when will he come back to me you can hear sound and then some muttering uh, meanwhile don't go towards the light (laughs) don't go towards the light don't do it just like every, <laughs> the bugs seem offended. Oh no, not you, Golden Bumps. No, you're not. You've you've got a lot of colour of fire. Are the beetles Did following? Did we keep them? Are they? Are no, they, they just coming with us? No, the, like be- the beetles do not. The beetles don't go beyond the flaming chasm. They are. Okay. Uh, they're put off by the uh, the raging inferno of molasses. Lame. They're probably uh, just going along their own winding road. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Help. Uh, right, moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, you're a um, loser. Into, into <laughs> That's another Beatles song. Uh, great. Um, <laughs> um, with the, uh, the, the like the mushroom rooms, like mm. is, that another is it just like a carpet of? Yeah, it might as well be. Is it a carpet of mushrooms? Just literally, there's there's nothing but mushrooms just on the floor. Um, it's hard to, you'd have to sort of push the doors open to try and get into them to have a little look. 
uh, and you might be able to find um, then you'd be able to have a look around there is sort of a carpet of mushrooms on the ground like you've got to sort of push through the mushrooms it's not a mushroom forest but it's a little carpet of mushrooms that you have to go through to get to the doors mm. uh, just appears behind Samik who's been listening intently at the door and hasn't said anything he goes what did you hear I... have you heard anything I regale to everyone what I've just heard with the Don't singing. go towards the light. Don't do it. Ooh. Oh, and the singing. No, I thought it was a light. Singing, again, yeah. eh? Mm. No, there's no singing. That was the Beatles. Listen. This Singing. Th- singing is like stories, and stories like the one that you have in your book, which involves a dragon. I'm thinking it was like something about a princess, and there was, you know, something Princesses about when will he are come known back to me to be captured by dragons? Yeah, oh, I've never understood it? that. Like, what would a dragon? What would a princess? Eh? I mean, you know, what would? What's Com- the practical use of that? Don't judge. Don't as, judge. As far as I understand it, it is companionship. Yeah. Well, really. We're very, we're very well educated, you see, princesses. They have to be educated in several different formal etiquettes. And dragons are knowledgeable, for they have lived aeons upon aeons. And the only sensible conversation you can get is out of a really well-read princess. Princess. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, probably. Let's go this way, towards the singing. Yeah, can we make, can I make a roll? Is it, is it, um... You know, is it open? Can you open it? Is it locked? The door or? appears to be unlocked. Um, All right. It's up to you if you want to try and uh, unlock it on how, or if you want to try and open it quietly, or or how you would like to try. And yeah, Samit would like to try and open it quietly. Give me a stealth check. Stealth, stealth, stealth. All right. Um, ba, 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 da. Doesn't look like I've got anything in stealth. So Excellent. So then it's just a straight happens. up dexterity check. Um, okay. So that is not bad. It's uh, an eighteen. Eighteen. All right. That's pretty quiet. You, yep. uh, which is pretty good given that you, you can only just reach the handle of the door. You're <laughs> able to sort of very quietly get it open, and uh, and gradually. Uh, and uh, gradually, silently open the door that you can barely just reach. Candice, as a new mother, I'm sure you're looking forward to the days um, when there are tiny people who can open doors silently in your house. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to waking up to find a face staring right at me. That's that's really <laughs> awesome. It's <laughs> one thing I love about Drum's childhood is how he's been progressively more afraid of Willow as she's aged. <laughs> Like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's been the story of everyone I've known who's ever had kids. It's just like, yeah, you think they're bad when they're sort of toddling about, but it's when they can reach stuff that's when they get trouble. It's like you I know, not that. just the door, but they can reach things on the counter and and take them, and you don't know. I did that to my mum once. Apparently, I'm too young. I was too young to remember it, but apparently, uh, I'd opened my door, gone into my parents' room, and my mum woke up with my fingers stuck inside her nose because apparently she was snoring, and I wanted to make this noise go away. <laughs> 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 she woke up, and I was just like throttling her, just being like, "You're being very noisy. Could you stop?" But in oh kids, you know, <laughs> quite dangerous, really. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was, you know, I'm a solutions guy. I'm a solutions kind of guy. Yeah. I always have been. That is an on-brand story, if ever there were. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You silently open the door uh, and you sneak 
forwards and uh, and look at what is in next. This next, you're entering a sort of a more of a, a storage area, like an antechamber for the crypt. It's a gigantic hallway, and there are crates and furniture stacked up on each other, in which you can see uh, lots of toys up on high shelves. Um, some chairs stacked up on top of each other, um, an old ugly duck looking uh, sitting on one side which just stares at you as you come in but doesn't seem to move uh, and beneath the um, beneath one of the tables a huge alligator lies asleep. Um, don't know how you know what an alligator looks like but it looks like a kobold that's been stretched um, and uh, around dragon. it on dragon. one of the shelves. That's a dragon! Dragon! Oh, that, that looks like yeah. more of a stretched kobold. Well, that Shut is up. a dragon, isn't it? He's very cute, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. Well, well, I wonder if the he likes being The dragon does not fight. respond. Do you reckon he wants to be friends? Or she? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't or know. They. Uh, well, you're not a princess, are you? Or are you? I don't think are you I'm, a I princess? Think I'm a prin- I don't know. No, I wasn't talking what to you. I was talking to him no, with no, the, the no, dragon I'm, and I'm, the knight. I'm not a princess, no. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, they won't want you then. All right. Well, They're our like conversation and culture, aren't they? Hey, should we just apparently. go back then and look at that fire? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's all about around, fire. <laughs> the antechamber does carry on further away from all of this stuff. Um, but to do that, you'll first have to get past the sleeping dragon. Um, what about ugly duck? Look at that. Uh, the ugly duck is also staring at you. Yeah, I'll stare at him back. What do we I want Bin to do? starts staring at the ugly duck. <laughs> do we, do we, uh, how, yeah. how does Precious react to the duck? Is what I want Precious hisses at the duck. Um, and no, then, no, uh, Precious. And moves close to you. It's all right, I'll protect you, don't worry. Nasty duck won't hurt you. Yeah, the duck does not react. It continues to watch you. Yeah, scared. Scared duck, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do uh, not torment the ugly duck. Why? But why? I don't know. It just upsets me. Let us creep oh. round this sleeping dragon. And oh, be done. That's a surprising dash of empathy from you. I thought you'd be sort of a cold, heartless character. But you're quite sweet, really, aren't you? Hey. Do you want us to make I'm a stealthy, sweeter. stealthy roll? Sweeter oh, I'd since love I've been in contact with you. Stealthy roll. Sorry, Scott. I didn't mean to talk everyone. That's okay. All right, here we go. Stealthy rolls. Are we stealthy, are we? All I mean, right. that's up to you, Molasses Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's rolling good today. I mean, that's I was, 12. I was going to see if we wanted to wake up the dragon. <laughs> yeah, you can wake him up. You mean um, you, you're a bit worried we're going to unleash the dragon, aka, AKA uh, a popular Cisco song from, like, the early 2000s? You don't want to make me <laughs> unleash the dragon. I know you don't really want to. <laughs> unleash the dragon. <laughs> uh, I'm putting it off because I rolled a 12 on my stealth and I know I'm going to die now oh, so that's yeah, why oh, yeah. <laughs> Rin, Rin also you, rolled did, a 12 did you want stealth checks from everyone don't sorry I mean and you don't have to you can uh, just yeah, bowl no, no, it anyway with, if you want no, no, with no, some no, of I'll those rolls um, oh well I need to roll for the cat as well um, Isney got a 18 uh, so she's oh. got a total of 23 on herself um, unfortunately Precious uh, got a 6 um, so she's got a total of 12 Oof, that's a whole lot of Three 12s. Three of us rolled 12s. I got an 18. An 18 as well. The two of you are quiet, but two of you make a bit of noise as you creep in. Um, one of you being the cat. 
um, or three of you rather, uh, three of you including the cat, uh, make a bit of noise as you creep through the door. The door lets out a, uh, a creak. Uh, and just as you're walking, the duck turns and looks at Rin, um, who has been bad mouthing it through the door, and just goes, yeah. Mah. Mah. Yeah. Why and then from the shadows behind it, you hear, Mah. 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 Uh, as, so, as two more taxidermy ducks come shambling out of the shadows, covered in dust, just dripping, Ooh. just with clouds of dust drifting from them as they approach. Uh, the other duck hops down from the shelf uh, and the three of them approach menacingly going um, they look at Rin for a moment and then go and rush you and I would like everyone to, to roll, roll for, for initiative, initiative. Whoa, to fight yeah. some ducks taxidermy zombie ducks ducks Zombie Taxidermy ducks. ducks. Well, I rolled a natural 20 there. Taxidermy ducks. Looking good. So Sorry, 26 what, remind me what initiative so, is again in Pathfinder. Initiative in second edition is use, it uses your perception. Okay, cool. Thanks. Unless you were doing something that could be applicable in this situation. For instance, a few of us were using stealth. Could we use that instead for our uh, initiative? Yeah, if you... Uh, you know what? Yeah, if you're... Um, those of you, if your if your stealth roll was better than your initiative roll, I'll let you use the stealth roll. Um, some of you got a twelve, some of you got an eighteen. So my go ahead. And my, otherwise, my roll a perception. Yeah, um, I'll stick with perception. Um, so Isney got a sixteen. Okay. That's pretty. Do, I don't roll good. for precious, do I? She goes on my you initiative. You don't. She right? goes on your. Yeah. She goes on your round. So Isney's. Cool. Isney's on a sixteen. Uh, what else have we got? Rin, what you got? Uh, sorry, Rin got 14. 14 for Rin. Grimnir? 12. 12 for Grimnir. And Simik? Uh, I've got a 20, so 26. Always with the good initiative. It's usually All perception right. that I get, but... Oh, I guess, yeah. It's the, so, it's the same thing, isn't it? In, in this game. Dimik is the first one to act out of you, but two of the ducks go first. What? What did they roll? <laughs> the, du- the ducks get uh, the ducks, two of the ducks get twenty-three. Um, and they what, but you, on I've got two 26. separate rolls. Two separate rolls. Two of them got wow. two of them got twenty-three, <laughs> and, uh, and one of them got a ten. So <laughs> wow, they, uh, they are they are quick ducks. Oh yeah, ducks. these ducks are uh, these ducks mean business. So I um, I got twenty-six though. You got 26, did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a natural 20, 20 but okay. it was 26. Right. Uh, okay, I only put it into 20. Okay, so in that case, Samik, you are the first one to act. Uh, I'll Let's hold my go. go. No, I'm joking. Fine. <laughs> 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 yeah, all right. So uh, um, I'm going to use, uh, on the nearest duck to me, I'm going to mm-hmm. try and use my power attack with my howlbird. Um, Ooh, yeah. yeah, so I get two. If if I if it hits, I get um, get to roll two dice for my damage, which is great. Um, here we go, uh, and that is a it's a good roll actually. Twenty six. Twenty six. That'll do you. All right. Uh, so in fact, that is a critical hit. Blimey. So you do double damage. So it's two d tens worth of damage. Ooh. 
that this uh, you're right there James yeah yeah I'm sorry about that <laughs> that big bang just, there that you can hear that was I'm just James. adding some sound effects that's the sound of your yes. mighty blow upon that yeah. duck just, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. that's that's how dedicated he is an immersive actor yeah. is he he sympathised with that pain okay I did, I did can you believe this I could lie but I'm not going to I rolled two mm-hmm. d10s <sighs> both ones two points of damage and then I get one action left don't you get some extra damage for your power attack Uh, oh sorry it's 2d10 plus 4 so uh, yeah that is uh, 6 points of damage sorry 6 points of damage I thought you get an extra damage dice for power attack Um, Mm. 2d10 plus 4 yeah, and so. then it's a critical, so it's doubled. So 2d10 plus 4, so oh, right. 6, so and then doubled 12 to 12. points of damage. 12 points, then. there you go. That's a bit better. That's better, isn't it, than 2? It, uh, it doesn't kill one of the ducks, but uh, you run through and you just skewer <laughs> one of the ducks through the chest and just lets out a cloud of dust. Um, All right, I've got one action left, so I'm going right. to hit it again. Uh, that's not so good that time, but it's still an 18. An 18 will do you. That's a oh, hit. All right, there we go. So another D10 of damage. Here we go. Eight points of damage that time. Eight points of damage. And you kill the first duck. Yeah! Uh, one of the duck comes oh. running in. Just runs straight onto your spear. Um, duck off! Duck off! <laughs> Colin, uh, Colin was the one to get quacking on the damage there, mate. Nice one. Good work. Ooh. I think we all had a duck Which- pun lined up, didn't we? Uh, I, yeah. I didn't. Which is good because... Uh, <laughs> I know you guys well enough to not even bother preparing puns because you'll just get them all in their face. Uh, it's good because that duck was about to take its go. That duck does not get a go. Second duck, however, does get a go. Uh, second duck is going uh, to move in on Rin. These ducks have got a vendetta and also Rin tastes like toffee apple right now. <laughs> so... Uh, the duck comes moving in. All oh, right, it's, it's it's only a fourteen. That is not a hit. Oh, you fend off the duck. Nah, it's got yeah. Take that. It has one attack left with its jaws. Minus five on this. Uh, that is even worse. A thirteen. You successfully nah. defend yourself against this ferocious stuffed duck uh, <laughs> as it attempts to uh, uh, to drag you to the ground. Uh, Sounds like a good dish, doesn't it? Ferocious stuffed duck. Ferocious stuffed duck. Yeah. How are we hungry again? We need to stop making ourselves hungry on these podcasts. Yeah. Um, Isney, it's you and Precious's go. So just so you know, with Animal Companions, if you want to activate Precious, it's one action, and then Precious gets two actions. So um, if you want to bring user in combat, that's how you do it. Okay, that's pretty good. I might do that then. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty. And how, is it is it two actions for most spells? Most of your spells will be two actions. A couple will okay. be a single action. A couple of the cantrips might be a single action, but most of them are Ooh. two actions. Um, Precious has an ability called um, called uh, su- well called support benefit on that. They're all animal companions have a support benefit. Basically, as an action, you can make uh, you can order precious to support you in which case she will run around under the feet uh, of one of the ducks or around the feet of one of the ducks um, and until the next start of your next turn any time that you hit a creature and deal damage to it 
um, it becomes flat-footed. Oh, that's good to know. Hmm. So, um, different things you can Okay, do. so I'm, I'm going to activate Precious. Okay. So I'll use my <laughs> one action um, to, to do that. And she gets two actions, yeah? Activate! <laughs> <laughs> <Great> Charles. <laughs> good. Um, so, um, yeah, I'd like to just send her in to attack one of the ducks. All right, so you can. There is a duck right by you, so um, Precious can do do that without having to move because there's a duck trying to bite at Rin. Um, so okay. Precious goes straight for it. Go ahead and make an attack roll for Precious. Okay, then. so she's she's going to try and bite it with her jaws. Okay. Jaws. Six to hit. Oh, she got a seventeen, so that's twenty three. Seventeen. Twenty three is a hit. Go ahead, roll yeah. some damage against the duck. So it's a D six. It's three plus two, so that's five points of damage. Five points of damage, nothing to be sniffed at. Um, she and she gets a second action, back. yeah? She does, she's got another action. Okay. Um, I'm, hmm, yeah, I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for the same attack, so yeah, she'll try and bite it again. Go on then. Uh, so you get a minus five to this, because it's your Oh no, that's definitely not hit. That was a seven on the die, so. No good. Uh, minus five, yeah, that's actually just, Eight. <laughs> Eight does not do anything, I'm afraid. You managed to get a bite, but the duck is too quick on the second attack. Okay. Uh, Rin, you finally have a chance to fight back. Okay, All right. Foul enemy. Okay. Oh, I um, pun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I promised um, myself I wouldn't join in on this. Rin, Rin puts out his little hand, and it glows blue, and he picks up just a little sort of uh, stone or a pebble that's nearby. He's like, you're going to regret this, duck, because I'm a quack shot. And he hurls a telekinetic projectile at the duck that's attacking him. Yeah. Oh, oh it's good. It's good. Uh, that's a 23. A 23's a hit. Yeah, so that is 1d6 plus 4 on this telekinetic projectile. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's a 6 on the die, and that's an extra 4, so that's 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. The stone goes straight through the duck's head. It just explodes in a, uh, a torrent of dust. Yeah. Um, like, old, old taxidermy is gross. Like, we've all experienced, <laughs> uh, from having worked in, in a tourist attraction where they brought a load of taxidermy, there was one time when um, we were all sat in the green room looking at the newspaper and there was literally like a, a story in the metro, like third page or something. And the story was like, terrible taxidermy museum forced to sell off all of its exhibits. And it was all these pictures of crap taxidermy. Uh, and we were all sitting there laughing at it being like, what idiots bought that? And then a truck pulled up to the tourist attraction and unloaded all of the crap taxidermy that we'd oh just seen God. in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty grim. I was, I was doing a day. show and two of the managers were bringing in a stuffed horse um, into one of the rooms and because uh, they never noticed when groups were coming in and a group came in as they were unloading it and one of the managers took the decision to run and the other one who had the back end of the horse took the decision to stay with the horse uh, had to stand there for the entire show just holding the back end of a horse while <laughs> an audience <laughs> looked at me in confusion it's a terrible place but the duck's dead uh, um, good <laughs> Consider the bill paid. That's what we can all. Um, that's what we can all take away from that. Grimnir, it's your go. Grimnir's uh, seething get, about uh, the bill-based okay. joke that just happened. Because, oh, that was <laughs> yeah. going to be my next pun. That was your oh, last action, James. As you stole my pun. I, it, well, it wasn't my last action, but I guess it is now. So uh, my last action is to steal your pun. So uh, go on, have a go. Call that your reaction. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Grimnir just uh, takes her warrior stance, because she's a warrior, apparently, and, and puts her fists up, and then just uh, spits a gobbit of acid in the nearest duck. Uh, it's a 19 to hit. 19 will hit. And now that did a full six points of acid damage, plus one splash. Does that mean it splashes to the nearest enemy? Uh, it does, but there are no other enemies yet uh, left. Unfortunately, Fine. that one hasn't acted yet, so that one's not in melee with any of your friends. Um, so it hits yeah. everywhere around it. Uh, it takes six points of damage, which is real good. Um, it is covered in acid and starts to sizzle. It has no resistance to acid. It has got some resistances, but acid, nothing. you got... Uh, I think one action left is that two actions yeah spell? and i'll just use it to say i'll take that as a feather in my cap <laughs> <laughs> if anything i'd say that's better than the bill <laughs> the joke not the show nothing's better than the bill. uh right oh, the bill. <laughs> old school reference there old school reference yeah yeah <laughs> 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 For those of you who have never watched the bill before, don't worry about it. That was an excellent representation of the theme tune. All the danger. Do worry about it. Are just really looking They've for the right now. Yeah. It was. It was basically our Educate version of CSI. Yourself. So um, yeah, yeah. Get get on that. <laughs> You're in for a treat. <laughs> lofty way of describing that show. Lofty was a character on EastEnders. So yeah, and Heartbeat is our version of NCIS. You know. That's anyway. <laughs> yeah, pop shows created equal. The duck attacks you. Um, the duck is going after... Oh, I don't know. Stupid ducks. The duck's going to go after Simik. Uh, it runs in and... Um, have you have you got attack of opportunity? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. I should have asked this before I made the, the act. Yeah, yeah. Then it runs through your sweat threatened square because you've got a pole arm, so you get Sit. a free attack on it. Here we go. Ooh, it's an 18. made a mistake. An 18 hits. <laughs> and that is uh, eight point. No, sorry, six points of damage. Six points of damage is not enough to kill the acidic duck. Oh. Uh, this is the uh, the final duck. This is the one uh, the one that you insulted. He is determined to avenge his duck brothers. <laughs> uh, he... It's a natural twenty. Ah, the, oh. the, duck. the hero. Samik takes a critical hit from the duck. Now, are we... Technically, it's not a named duck. Uh, I feel we should... I don't don't know if this duck necessarily deserves a uh, a critical hit card. Sure. But hey, it's a fun... We're having fun, so it's getting one. (laughs) (laughs) What even... What even damage does a duck do? Yeah. Um... I mean, they, they bite pretty hard, right? I think... Has anyone ever been bitten by a duck? They... they... Go, 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 go on, Candice, oh, tell us your traumatic story of when you got bitten by a duck. <laughs> You've known nothing, mate. You want to be bitten by a duck. Tell you what. <laughs> I don't actually think... I don't actually think I've been bitten by a duck. I have, however, been bitten by geese quite a lot. There's quite a lot of geese that live um, <laughs> at the lake near my house. And quite, there's quite geese a few are, that are quite vicious. Oh, it's geese, geese are vicious. Yeah, the, the, the geese, when they hiss, it's terrifying. Yeah. Mm. Go on, then, what's the damage? Geese. All right. Normal damage. You're off balance. Normal damage, and you are flat-footed. 
Okay. Uh, until your next like turn. A duck. That could have been a whole yeah. lot worse. <laughs> exactly like, <laughs> exactly like a duck. This is what they're doing. They're just going around trying to make people walk like them. That's <laughs> yeah, all they yeah. want in life. <laughs> and I'm going to roll my free RPG day die from uh, Bad Moon Cafe from last year. It's not old Bad Moon. It's the uh, a different one that I got. So that is going to be seven points of damage and you're flat-footed. All right. Um, and then it has one more action left, uh, and it will it will try and uh, it will quack away. Oh, they had a gang up ability. They could have just piled onto one of you. They died too quickly. And that is that's only a twelve. That ain't gonna get anything. Nope. So it jumps up. It bites you, and somewhere sensitive to which a duck can reach. That is, uh, I will leave the interpretation of it up to you. But it is not fun. The elbow. Although you're only three feet tall, there's a lot yeah. of targets. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this stuffed duck fight has gone into its second round. Uh, we come back wow. round to the top. Samik, it is your go. Well, I'm going to uh, do the same, innit, to that duck, what I did right. to the first duck. Did you see what happened to your brother, duck? Well, it's going to happen to you, Duck. Don't duck, because I'm trying to hit you. Um, that's not the best roll. It's 15. Uh, a 15 is not enough to hit the duck. Okay. Um, the duck endures. Okay. Uh, does, does, that, does that count as my power attack? That was your power attack, so that was two actions. Here um, we go. One left. <laughs> And that was a natural one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. A natural one, you say? I do uh, say. With a melee attack. Fuck. Decision paralysis. You are slowed one until the end of your next turn. Um, so next round, you will have one fewer... Ac- you'll only have two actions. Okay. That could have been... So you're flat-footed and you're slow. <laughs> Like a duck. Like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> like a duck. You're grad- You start feeling a weird craving for bread. Yeah, if you lay an egg, man, you're, I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to take <laughs> you out. Like, because no, no kobold needs to go that way. I'm a lizard, man. They, oh. they do that as well. I'm a lizard, baby. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> you lay an egg. What? What? It's what we do. <laughs> no, you're going down. I'm going to burn you. Burn. All right. Oh dear, Isni, it's your go. Come on, Precious, get get the bear duck, Precious. Go on, go on, Precious. Go on, Precious. Oh, Precious. Uh, that was not good. That was an eight on the die. Um, what was Precious? It's. I think it's. So yeah, that was a fourteen. Fourteen ain't gonna do no good. Okay, she's going to try again. Try it again. Action with a minus five. Oh, it's... It's, it's, it's 11. 11, no. <laughs> oh, this duck. This duck is holding out. you got one action left. Do you want to do anything about the duck? Um, yeah, I, can, I, can I... Is it right next to me? Uh, you'd need to move to get at it, so uh, okay. you need a range attack. In that case, can I can I throw my sharpened trowel at it? You know what? Go for it. Go ahead, make a uh, make an attack with the trowel. Uh, 
Um, I think it is within. I think it has the throne. It does trait. say. It does say. Yeah, it does say throne. So that's that's yeah. nice. Um, you know, combat's ooh, going that's well. A, that's an eighteen. Uh, an eighteen, uh, and you haven't attacked yet. Um, so yeah, that is a hit. Roll yourself some trowel damage. Mm -hmm. Right. What is what is this about in this show about druids and throwing their melee weapons away? <laughs> like Drummond does it first chance he gets. Uh -oh. <laughs> Um, it's not amazing damage. It's it's a, a one on the die plus one, so it's two points of damage. Two points of damage. Okay, you hit the duck. The duck just looks at you like, who throws a trowel? Um, it just kind of bangs off its head. Looks Isn't at you in disbelief. Rin, you've got to go. Oh, a duck! Here we go. Here he comes. Uh, I'm gonna. Th Throw a, another bit of stone or something like that. So, we It's 23. 23, that's a hit. Sweet. All right. Take some of this. It's uh, ooh, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. And you kill the final duck. Yeah. You throw yeah. another stone and the duck's head just goes to bits. You're stuffed, yeah, you're mate. Defeated. Yeah. <laughs> Again. You have defeated the final duck, and as you do that, you hear a voice coming from around the court. You have from coming from a bit further on. Um, you hear a, a female voice, a young female voice, saying, "I say, is there anybody there? I I thought I heard something. The the ducks aren't causing you any trouble, are they? Uh, princess, oh. princess, would you see who's there?" Um, what would you like to do? Um, um, oh, hey, we, uh, all we? <laughs> we all look around at the at the stuffed ducks that we have slain, not knowing <laughs> what the hell a what this was or b what to do now. Um, I was feeling quite good about myself about the ducks, but now I'm not feeling so good about the ducks. Yeah, I sort so of feel like we've been shamed. Her. I mean, I'd quite like to burn them. Samit just says, <laughs> No, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> there is a creaking of wood coming from a little further ahead of you behind a, uh, a large screen that has been erected. Um, and then a figure pokes its head around it. It is a wooden horse, it is a rocking horse, um, a little taller than a kobold. So kind of, if you imagine the size that a horse would be to a human, it's that sort of size to a kobold. Um, so big for you, not big for a, a, a human. Uh, it kind of creaks over and just kind of looks at you all from around the corner and says... Yeah, same to you, mate. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, you hear footsteps coming from behind it. Uh, oh, oh. And a moment later... A, uh, another face peers around the corner. Uh, this figure is about kobold size. They look, although you've never seen a human, uh, they look sort of human. They look, they look like have a, they have a female face, a girl's face, heavily made up, uh, and their skin appears to be made of porcelain. Um, their face and their hands are made of porcelain. It has 
um, sort of reddish blonde curls that have been um, stuck into the porcelain uh, and come down in curls all around it and some of them have fallen out there is a frayed looking red bow uh, and it is wearing a, a, a luscious looking red dress trimmed with fur um, it has red lipstick bright red lipstick and it has a couple of cracks through the porcelain through its face and when it speaks its mouth doesn't move at all you just hear the sound and from within its eyes there is a very faint violet glow these painted on eyes that never blink um, the figure just looks at you and says, oh hello there who who are you have you come to tea That's that's exactly what we've done. We've come for tea. A nice yeah. cup of tea. Yeah. That's oh. all we've done. Yeah. We How are, are you one a princess. <laughs> she laughs and kind of echoes around the room. Um No no no. I'm not the princess. My name is Camilla. This is Princess, she gestures to the horse. This is Princess Sunset. She is my faithful steed. Yeah, you must come in. Uh, and she gestures and uh, turns and goes back around behind the screen. Uh, do you wish to follow her? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Sure. Seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's pretty creepy, but you know. Oh, oh yeah, we're probably going to die, but let's go and have a look, shall we? I have no frame of reference for princesses. This must be how they all act. So let us go. I mean, I'm just yeah, more confused that a dragon upon on a little wooden horse about for conversation. I mean, the conversation with Question that Question not the ways of the dragon. Well, I'm just saying, all he said was... I mean, that's not... What dragon was the city listening to that? Could have been said in a different language or an idiom that you can't understand with feeble cobalt oh. ear holes. Oh, Alright, so to get personal. Yeah. Where are you, our ear holes? Um, I never worked it out. <laughs> you make your way around. Oh my god, I street. don't know. I'm looking at the art. <laughs> yeah, I've got it in front of me. I can't see any ear holes. Where are our ears? Behind... Where are our ears? Over there behind the bony protrusions that are, are occurring <laughs> from our heads. Oh, where are my balls, know. Summer? Summer, where are my balls? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, you make your way around the screen and you step into what looks like a um, a luxurious but shabby-looking bedroom. Um, there is a uh, there is a bed uh, about this right size um, for a cobalt. There are um, some lots of sets of drawers that are all closed and some boxes and things piled up on the bed are a number of stuffed animals which are all just staring at you as you come in oh, uh, with blank expression, blank faces. Um, in the middle of the room, there is a tiny little um, worn-down wooden table with some chairs around it on which there is a, uh, a china tea set, a very small china tea set, sort of cobalt-sized set up. Beyond that, there is an enormous door um, that appears to go uh, somewhere beyond. Camilla totters over to where the uh, the table is and uh, sits down on one of the chairs and says, Oh, please, you must come and visit. 
I, it's been so long since anybody came down here. They, I tell you, they must have simply forgotten about me. Uh, I do wonder that sometimes, but uh, of course, uh, who'd just forget about somebody, eh? Who'd just leave somebody down in a basement and uh, not uh, not come looking for them? How long take, have you uh, been here for? <laughs> oh, not that long. Not that long. Just since, just since the the little prince went away. We used to play together all of the time, and uh, but then, then one day they they took him away. The doctors took him away, and and he never came back. And then, and then a little while later, they put me down here, with all of his things, and I've been waiting for him to come back for. Well, I guess it's an, many years now that I've been down here. Do you take milk? She says, pouring an empty uh, jug um, over one of the cups. Oh, um, have you got any mothworm tea? Or about oh. molasses? <laughs> Can I have some molasses? <laughs> this stuff's gone hard. He holds up his arm, rinsed, covered in molasses still. <laughs> um, Do you want to lick my arm? <laughs> The horse comes over and licks her arm with its kind oh. of rasping wooden tongue. Oh, oh, oh Splinter! Oh, never mind. Go carry on. <laughs> I don't Princess, really take don't any. Silly. Don't really take any milk because I lack toes. Because I lack toes. You, you've got toes. <laughs> Look, they're there. They're on your feet. Well, it's out there now. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's out there now. <laughs> We just what we have here is uh, just getting this clear is we have someone who is called Camilla, who is not a princess, right, and has been abandoned by their prince, and they're they're dealing with that. I <laughs> just clear that's 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 the deal we've got here, right? We're that's, not saying that's, anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying any. All I've done is outline the situation. That's, that's exactly all I've done. What we've done and, yeah. and her constant companion is a creature with large teeth <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and a distinct. Lack of personality. I mean, I, I, I just, uh, and we're a bunch of lizards, so <laughs> you know. So we're the we're the government. Oh my god, are we the Tory party? David Ike's favourite podcast. <laughs> We've done that before, haven't we? Tweet there's a there's a subtext that we have not thought about on this adventure. Um, yeah. well, would you like to have tea? Um, Camilla sure. continues yeah. pouring, just pouring just air from this teacup into these empty tea, into these empty uh, from the teapot into the empty teacups, and then uh, pushing them around across the table. Isni would like to go and down. sit down um, at the table, and she says, uh, I, "I notice you're not actually pouring anything. If you have if you have any water, I have some mushrooms, and I could make you a nice mushroom tea if you like. If you have some water, that I have." She just looks at you and then cocks her head to the side. What do you mean I'm not pouring anything? We're having the tea. tea. Coming out of the teapot. There, there's nothing coming out of it. It's just air. Oh. Well, no, she clearly drinks like air tea. tea no, no, the tea's no, all right. No, you, you... no, she likes tea. We're all she having likes some tea. tea. And I look over with uh, my <laughs> eyes really wide as if to say, let's not fucking upset this yeah. crazy person. And, and, Rin, and then Rin I looks pretend over to drink... Yeah, and, and Rin looks over and says, "Yes, we're we're drinking the tea because she's got no mouth. Look, her mouth doesn't move. So how could she drink tea, idiot?" And then he pretends to drink some tea. 
<laughs> Isn't he still looks confused, but she she drinks the pretend tea anyway. Oh, it's a bit hot. Oh, I'm sorry. Fire. Uh, I wasn't expecting guests. Would you like a biscuit? She uh, she takes a, a little tray at the side that has got okay. some squares of wood on it, um, and just puts it, and just puts it uh, offers it across to you. No, no, I just ate. Grim oh, yeah. at this point hasn't drank Grim any of the takes tea. One and Happily stuffs it in sits his mouth. back and watches everybody else attempt it. <laughs> Rin grabs a biscuit and eats Would you it. Like a... <laughs> you take another piece of wood. It is, it is indeed a piece of wood. Uh, I think. Can I get a fortitude save to try and eat wood? All right, so that's ten on my fortitude save. Ten on your fortitude save. You just kind of, you just chew this bit of wood, but you can't seem to swallow it. You just can't. You just keep chewing. Can I have it some more? Can I have some more tea, please? What's wrong with the biscuit? Is there something wrong with the biscuit? Nice, no, really nice. It's just a bit crunchy. I don't think you like the tea. I don't well, think you like my these biscuits. No, no, the tea is lovely. Very nice. What's through that big door over there? You can't leave, she says. Oh, no, I don't want to leave. You've no, only I, just got here. No, I want to stay for a long time and have conversations with well, you. Well, you've done it now. I don't. There's a whole lot to go. You want to leave. Oh, no. No, not leave. Want I want to, to leave. Go. I want to go. You yeah, know, I just want to go. Camilla begins rising up from her chair, and as she does, she keeps rising as she starts to float up off the ground, um, as the cups all start to shake and then start to hover off the ground as well. Um, the horse looks at you menacingly, uh, and she says, You can't leave. You'll never leave. Uh, and I would like everyone to roll for initiative. Oh. Okay, Can I just say that this is actually gold. quite terrifying? <laughs> ah, another floating girl. Oh, um, I want to be clear. I had nothing. This is in the adventure. This is nothing yeah, to do yeah, with my. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. addition to the terrifying children genre of our podcast. <laughs> I'm running One's this off the book. An 18. I got 12 for Rin. All right. 19 for Grimnir. All right. Got some good numbers uh, here. Isney got 11. Isney got an 11. Uh, and Samik, you got a high one. Sorry, what was it again? Uh, it was 18. An 18. Cool stuff. All right. Grimnir, you are the first to act. Oh, it's confusing for Grimnir. How do we... But we weren't here to... And the princess... But the princess is surely part of the dragon hierarchy. So she's like, ah... But Camilla is... um, But Camilla is not a princess. She's not. Ooh, do I have any idea of what kind of thing she might be? Uh, If that's Uh, a check, would that uh, be one action? You can spend an action to make a... uh, To make a check. A recall knowledge check. You can use... uh, it's going to be a cult you could do. Actually, it's a construct, so I'll, you, could do, you could use Arcana if you wanted. Um, okay, I've got a little bit in Arcana. Let's see what Grimnir knows. It's a seven, so probably nothing, I'd say. Probably a big uh, nothing. You, not, do not, not you don't know, I'm afraid. Not with that roll. 
I don't know what you are, but you're neither a princess nor a dragon, and your tea is shit! It's shit! <laughs> and uh, Grimnir just vaults over the table and tries to cast harm on a touch on uh, Camilla. Ooh, very good. All right, go ahead and make an attack roll. Do you got to. Uh, I th- I don't, actually, I'm not sure you need to. Tu- you don't need to um, make an attack roll with harm. We got pulled up on this. Um, when we did it in the in the group ones, I think it just hits. You just roll damage, and they get a save for half damage. So yeah, it's a fortitude uh, save. Fortitude. Okay, go ahead. She's going to make her fortitude save. Uh, going off the bestry. Oh, it's good. It's an eighteen on the die oh. plus seven. Yeah, so that be beats half damage. that. That beats my uh, thing. It's a whole. It's only a one d eight. Is that right? One d eight of damage. Uh, it depends how many actions you spend on it. If you spend two actions, you have two actions left. It's one d eight plus eight. Uh, and I would have used one to get to her, wouldn't I? So that would uh, be... no, because you could do it at range. So you could do one action to recall knowledge, then two actions to do a ranged harm. Cool. Then two actions it was. Uh, so that's is that two d eight then? It's a one d eight plus eight. Thank you. So that's a 12, halved down to 12, 6, I imagine. Down to 6. Still still good damage. All right. You blast her with negative energy, and she just kind of crackles and staggers backwards uh, at the blast of it. She have definitely got her attention now. Um, Simik, it is your go. All right. So just going to use my uh, power attack. Here we go. Mm, that is... Uh, 16. 16. Uh, 16 against her. It's not a hit. All right. Yeah, no but she worries. knocks it aside with one of her ha- porcelain arms. One more action. Let's try and hit her anyway. That's a natural 20 that time. So that's good. Oh, hit, isn't it? Is that nice. a critical hit? That is a critical hit. Let's grab you a card. Um, and it is a, it's a piercing weapon you've got, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, so it it does oof, normal damage, and she takes two d six bleed damage. Oh, nice. Okay, but oh. she's immune to bleed. Cool, she is. So I tell you what, go ahead and give yourself double damage. All right. Well, that's eight, ten, and twelve. Just do that. Correctly. That's uh, twenty. Oh no, hang on. Eight, ten, and twelve. Yeah, twenty-four points of damage. 24 points of death. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. god. Yeah, um, right I, I rolled an 8. Life. It's plus 4. And then, yep. yeah, so 28. And then you double it. She uh, uh, she swings around, um, reaching for you, and you just, as, she, as, you, as the tea rises up, you just bring the spear smashing down into her face. Uh, and the porcelain just cracks and goes everywhere. Light just bursts out from her head and she just falls to the ground in pieces um, having been almost one shot <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that would have even without Scott's damage that would have one shotted her wow I feel oh, kind of bad for her to be honest yeah. poor thing I don't <laughs> I see, yeah, yeah. She seemed a bit... creepy doll is dead mm-hmm. I'm happy. Uh, nothing the... wrong with creepy dolls well, oh my goodness! She needed uh, some help, and I think I gave it to her in a really <laughs> horrible way. But you know, sometimes you just got to do that, haven't you? We still What's got the Princess. Horse doing? 
Yeah, Princess Sunset the... is still in play. Oh, yeah. We still it's got the Rinse princess. go next. So let's see what uh, Princess Sunset skips her go for this turn as she just looks in shock at uh, what has just happened and then looks back at all of you, completely confused. Uh, Rin, it, it, we'll go to you next. We'll stay in English France for the moment. What do you oh. want to do? Well, um, now, now you just want to look. Look, we don't want to fight you because you're a princess and you should be with a nice dragon somewhere, you know, having a having a nice conversation and that. So why don't you just, shh, yeah, there we go. Have a cup of tea. Uh, can I try and persuade the, the yeah? Give the, us a diplomacy check. To a try diplomacy and, uh, check. So uh, do, 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 my diplomacy is quite good. You're, you're a bard. Yeah, oh, the role is not, however. Um, doesn't have any diplomacy on the list. You not got no, you're a bard with no diplomacy. I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. It's a free RPG day adventure. No, I've got deception, um, so I guess I could use deception. Yeah, if you're if you're not intending on. Uh, well, uh, no, so I kind of use, am. Uh, so yeah, I'd let you use. Or um, society. It's still a plus. It's still a plus four if you're doing it. Society, if you can, if you can appeal to her royal, uh, royal lineage. Um, although just uh, diplomacy or, is still plus or four. Performance. Your performance, yeah. Yep. So I'm going to try another sort of bardic performance uh, to persuade her uh, with a thirteen. <laughs> a thirteen. She is. Yeah. She seems unmoved by your words. Uh, it could still go either way. Let's let Isney jump in. Candice, have you got a way of soothing the savage horse? Sandpaper. Um, I mean, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a nature might help you on this. Uh, a survival. I mean, I, d- I know, I know it's a horse, but it's it's a it's a toy, so I don't know if it, True. you know, would still be affected by. Um, do we know I, that? I mean, I, I might be asking like unfairly if we are aware of such things. I know, I know, Simic's got toys. Right. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do then. I'm going to cast Read Aura, and that'll tell me if it's a magical item and, and if it is what school of magic it comes from. Hmm. Interesting. So we, in terms of your, uh, so yeah, you you probably are aware of horses, Scott. Like you're probably aware, have seen toys of them. But, um, okay, let's go ahead with a read aura. So you cast read aura on the horse, and it um, uh, is indeed a magical item. It does indeed seem to uh, seem to be magical. Uh, but it does seem to be sentient, so you probably should, you should be able to uh, talk with it. Um, it depends how okay. much it is aware that it is a horse. <laughs> I, I do have a score in diplomacy, so I, I'll try and reason with it. Now, um, we, we don't want any trouble. We, we, we just want to go on our way. So if that's all right, if you can just let us go on our way, I'd really appreciate it, please. All right, give me the diplomacy. Otherwise we're going to fight all uh, It's a natural one. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Right. Back to sandpaper. Right. The horse is now hostile. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to put that horse really down. Sorry. We'll go back up. Rin, you, let's jump back in with Rin's go. Um, oh well, we tried our best, didn't we? And I hurl a projectile at it. Uh, right. That's it, been sort of hovering off the table anyway. Sure. Oh goodness me, that's a good roll. Uh, that is a twenty-six. A twenty-six. That's a uh, that is a hit. It's not quite a critical hit, but it is a hit. Okay. Uh, okay, that's eight points of damage. 
Eight points of damage. Very <laughs> nice. Smash into you. You just pick up the table and just smash it into the side of the uh, horse with your mind, and the horse just kind of rocks backwards and forwards. Um, but it's on rockers, so it comes back at you. Oh, you stopped it yet. and then it goes You've away got, again, and then it comes back. Yeah. And then it goes away. And it comes back. You've got an action left. What's it going to be? Uh, well, no, because I, I, I've tried to persuade it. So, oh, yeah, I, that's probably your action. Yet? Yep. Yeah. Go on. Uh, right, Candice, you can take your go. I'll give you two actions. You've used one to try and. Oh, you cast Read Aura, so that was. Uh, I that did would have cast been two Read actions. Aura. Um, um, so, you've got one action left. I have one action left. So, I. Ooh, I'm not sure what I can do. I'm guessing. I do have um, Ray of Frost as a cantrip, cool. but I'm guessing. Is that one action or two? Uh, Ray of Frost two. is two. Yeah. Right, can't do that then. Um, to the Ray of Frost Master in Velda. Yes, well, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. No, I, I still remember it too. Mm. Some things you don't forget. <laughs> I, in that case, I would like. Oh, what about what about Tanglefoot? What's that? Tang- Is that one uh, Tanglefoot. That'll be two as well. Oh, Anything good? Uh, <laughs> will yeah, be basically two. two. Go uh, and yeah. shield. Yeah. They're your ones. Um, okay, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get my shield out. Cool. You uh, put your shield up. Very I- sensible. Grimnir. Um, I like to step back and use my use my acid splash. Just going to vomit some more acid on this horse. Oh, lovely! Oh, I'm not. I'm not. It's a ten to hit. <laughs> ten. That is a miss. Uh, you vomit acid, but unfortunately, it just rocks back out of the way. Oh, I sort God. of like dribble it onto my own chin, and then it's like that awkward thing where it's dripping off your own chin, but you don't want to get on your toes. So you've got to like, hop aside. Oh, and it's like, God! You're move having move a, away, having a bit, having a bit of a mare. Um, Hello! Hello! <laughs> Alright, that was a good one. I like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one action left. Um, nothing really. Like, uh, actually, how far away am I from it? Um, you are standing about ten feet from it at the moment. Yeah, it's not really enough to get into melee. It's fine. I'm just gonna. St- I'm just gonna just shake my tiny reptilian fist at it in a reptilian draconic rage. All right, Samik. All right. Power attack. Here we go. Oh, that's a that's twenty. Each weapon. Twenty's a hit. Sick. Here we go. Two D ten plus four. Um, that's a D twelve. There we go. All right. This build is basically Fulton if Ross had been able to roll over yeah. three. <laughs> Seventeen points of damage. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Seventeen points of damage. Oh, moly! Good God! Power attack is brutal. It's awesome. Um, it takes seventeen. It gets some damage reduction because it's uh, it's an object, which takes it down to twelve. It has twelve hit points left. You take the head clean off, <laughs> princess. <laughs> Princess Aww. Sunset. Princess Sunset just rocks backwards and forwards um, in confusion, uh, and then just comes to a, a halt amongst the uh, the ruined porcelain. Um, you have uh, you have completely um, cleared out the tomb, and you have captured its treasures on behalf of the Kobold tribe. But tantalizingly, the door ahead lies there for you with possible further adventures up the great staircase beyond and I suggest we come back tomorrow uh, and uh, and do a little bit of that and find out what is up the stairs for our kobolds um, 
And as you look around, uh, the little glow bugs come fly come wandering in. Uh, one of them takes off and flies away from the others. It has abandoned the other beetles, but it's all right because it's got wings. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, everyone. <laughs> 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 <laughs>